Hello everybody, I hope you and your loved ones are safe, happy and healthy. On Tuesday 20th April, I was a guest of David Miles on his live Facebook event for the Mortgage Broker Marketing Group. We discussed all things conveyancing. I know the dreaded C word in property. <laughs> we discussed why searches are taking so long uh, to turn around. Uh, some of the secret factors at play, brokers and estate agents are not informed about, and what clients and brokers can do to speed up the conveyancing process, if indeed anything. We also discussed new technology, which is enhancing the efficiency and turnaround times of solicitors, and we are going to release this interview in two parts. Before you listen to the show, Make sure you follow the Mortgage Broker Club on LinkedIn and Facebook. There is tons of great content on both channels and we are making a huge announcement shortly about equity release along with a number of new services for mortgage brokers. We're receiving a lot of interest at the moment about our custom-built white-labeled conveyancing solution along with the instant conveyancing quote form for your website. So please do get in touch for free and no obligation if you would like more information about us creating a bespoke conveyancing solution for you and your business. Enjoy the show and more importantly, stay well. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to uh, today's Facebook Live session. Apologies for the slightly late start there. We had a major technical glitch about three minutes before it was due to begin, where Zoom refused to talk to Facebook, but uh, by the power of Google, I managed to find the solution and get it fixed. So, uh, oh, right, good, um, calm. Right, so welcome everyone. Um, and uh, if you are here and you're, um, uh, you're able to just put something in the chat, in the comments, just to reassure me that it is all working, that'll be really great. Just uh, put a hello in there if you are if you are with us. It says there are people there, but it's always good to actually know that they are they are alive. Hi, Ian, thank you very much for that. Um, so for those uh, who don't know me, my name is David Miles. I'm on a mission to help mortgage brokers and financial advisors to generate their own leads from their own websites so as they can stop uh, relying on uh, word of mouth and buying leads from third parties and so on. Uh, now, one of the challenges I know has faced mortgage brokers a lot, particularly over the last year, is that their cases have been slowed down by delays in the whole conveyancing process. Now, as a digital marketing person, that's not something I can directly help with, but um, I was up to rise to a challenge. So I came across a man who can, um, who is uh, Sean Rogers from the uh, Mortgage Broker Club. So we're gonna be talking to Sean um, in a lot more detail in a moment about um, what makes conveyancing so slow and crucially, what can be done to speed things up so as your mortgage cases complete faster, your clients are happier and you get paid quicker and, uh, and everyone's a winner. Uh, so just before we uh, move over to that and start uh, talking to uh, Sean, just a reminder that as we go through, um, I'd love you to put any questions, uh, comments, feedback and stuff in the comments as uh, as the thing progresses this afternoon. Um, there will be a replay of this available as well. So if you're watching on the replay, you can also put questions in and Sean and I will keep, a, keep an eye on that over the next couple of days. And if there are any new questions come up we will jump in and answer those. Uh, do as well stick around uh, to the end. Uh, we're gonna be here for about 30, 45 minutes, depending on the number of questions that we get asked.
podcast, but stick around to the end because we do have a couple of special offers for people who are here today, which we'll tell you about uh, after uh, after I finish chatting with Sean. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, move over. I think you are off mute, Sean. That's good. So Sean, hello and welcome. Hi, David. Um, hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Uh, do you want to just uh, start off, Sean, because you probably introduce yourself far better than I can. Just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you come from, why you're here, what NBC is, that kind of thing. So, yeah, Sean Rogers, I suppose, without telling you my whole life story, as if it's this is this is your life, um, probably a failed footballer that then somehow stumbled into the law. So my background is one through legal services and skipping ahead. I ended up having to work quite closely with legal tech and then subsequently fintech. Uh, I was involved in a business uh, which we founded, which works with litigation funders in essence and one of the biggest problems litigation funders had is looking to connect with leading commercial firms and high value cases and wanting to be able to monitor criteria track case progress track where their money is track when their capital and interest is going to come back and alongside that I'd also worked in a number of different departments where you had the challenge of trying to meet a five-star customer service whilst turning work around quite quickly and then trying to use the best of digital uh, software and technology and, ma- and mix and match in that if you like with good quality um, you know ideally quality solicitors with a good bedside manner uh, you get a lot of quality solicitors who don't always have the great bedside manner. And it's no good having a solicitor with a great bedside manner that's no good at actually doing the legal piece. So I don't actually come from a traditional conveyance of background. And obviously I don't come from, um, you know, the mortgage industry per se. Um, a number of people who have been IFAs for a long time were speaking to me about possibly doing something in this space and that then got accelerated further when we were approached by a couple of parties to in essence do a consultation paper because they were looking um, at doing something in this space and with technology and legals was one part of that and that's why we were already building something um, with an eye on a conveyance and solicitors firm so it made sense to do some market research and Skipping ahead, in essence, we just thought there was a great opportunity to add more value to clients, to brokers, and to solicitors. So we formed the Mortgage Broker Club, initially with the idea of being a conveyancing panel. We were going to call it a different name. And then we uh, buddied up with a couple of other people in the industry, one of which being Mike O'Brien, a colleague of mine, who wanted to try and create a one-stop shop for mortgage brokers. So if you need um, support with criteria, as an example, or it's something actually to do with packaging or sourcing or network, everything under one roof that you can sort of review, um, a beauty parade for want of a better phrase and find key features out. And then also other things that might not be thought about, like finding your accountants, professional indemnity insurance. Obviously, David, you know, lead gen with someone like yourself, websites all the other things that come with it so whether you're a new broker starting up you could potentially come to the mortgage broker club for free review a ton of stuff there or if you're an experienced broker and you're looking to cross-reference your existing partners or see what's out there we wanted to create a vehicle 
uh, across our social media channels and also across the website where people would be able to, in essence, keep on top of the opportunities um, to partner with various people and also how to problem solve. Okay, and so so sorry, so if I've understood correctly what we're saying is Mortgage Broker Club, it's primarily or founded initially around issues with conveyancing, but has kind of expanded to provide a range of different services to, to mortgage brokers really or, or support services. Spot on. So yeah, we, we we do a couple of things. So yes, the conveyancing and, the, and com, the conveyancing portal, if you like, is probably the jewel in our crown. But we have a big section called Broker Tools, where there's over 25 categories in there, which are free to access. So you can go in there and look at over 50 commercial partners going from Iris to Smarter to Brilliant to Knowledge Bank to yourself, David. Um, you, you know, it's pretty much a who's who in the industry. We we release a lot of podcasts, YouTube videos, little video clips as well. So sometimes that's Q&A with a mortgage broker like Graham Wilson, as an example, um, who owns Tracker Hub, but is a very successful mortgage broker and, and is tremendous from a knowledge point of view. We've had Nicola Firth come on from Knowledge Bank, um, which was fab. And then we have other people coming on, like yourself, David, your show was great. Your, your show is the best, of course. <laughs> and, you know, we have a lot of people coming on giving free value away um, to mortgage brokers. And then we have some unique services for brokers, um, which we're really proud of. So we have a, a, a full a gallery, if you like, of wills services. So if you're a broker who wants to draft wills, we have a page you go, will software service for you. If you're someone who doesn't want to draft wills, you can refer them on to solicitors. And you also have the option, if you want, to give your clients a free will via a service that is used by lawyers and insurers across the country. Um, so your clients would be in, in good company if they were to use that. We've got reputation enhancement things to do with Google reviews. We've got customer rewards in there. We've got a lot of different memberships that can add a bit more value to brokers, which are unique, which save them time. Um, yeah. And particularly, I think the reputation enhancement piece, that's that that in essence, the reputation enhancement piece provides brokers with um, their review system where if someone rates you four or higher, it'll divert the client to Google. And if it's three or less, it'll divert them back to you so you can get the feedback but keep the client away from Google in essence. But you'll also get a non-religious Christmas card go out to the clients from you. You'll get a 12-month thank you card go out to the clients from you automatically. So things that brokers can do that quite a few brokers do do, but it just takes it off off your desk. And well, I guess that a lot kind of those value. things as well. There are things that if you're part of a big brokerage, you know, you're going to have people employed to do a lot of those things like sending Christmas cards and that. But with the best will in the world, if you're a small brokerage or, you know, you're a one-man band, there's a there's a limit to how how much of that stuff actually gets done, isn't there? Um, the I'd like to come back to the the reputation management thing actually a bit as well because we um, those some of the people watching today will be members of the predictable pipeline program and they'll know we did a coaching call in there a couple of weeks ago all around the importance of online reviews and reputation management and stuff and we we did look in there at some of the, sort of the big names in terms of you know tools for gathering reviews Google reviews FIFO Trustpilot etc and the the issue with a lot of those, Google aside, is they are they are expensive. Um, now I know you were telling me a bit about this the other day. I think didn't you say your your solution is at a much lower cost end than than things like Trustpilot, isn't it? For yeah. So our our solutions start at nineteen pound ninety nine a month. 
um, and you can put your last, I think it's your last quarter's worth of clients through the system. So hypothetically, you might have 15, 10, 20, I don't know, um, clients, especially the ones who have had a, you know, you know that have had a really good rapport with you or are likely to give you a positive review. And, you know, alongside that, you get the non-religious Christmas card, the 12-month thank you card. And the way that that works is that you basically can bob in and bob out as and when you please, in essence. Hypothetically, if it's your network or if it's your CRM system, there's no issues with us potentially being able to integrate with that as well. Um, So any introductions there, please please feel free. The reality of what we do for you is that by logging into the platform, you basically put your client's details in securely. And in essence, what's happening is you basically have a mobile phone number, for want of a better phrase, that's completely dedicated to you, but it's a mobile phone customer service number, which is only yours. And anyone who replies to that, in essence, it turns that text into an email, in essence. Okay, so so basically you can send out a request for reviews and then people can text them back in and that, that gets converted into an email and then the, the good reviews, you can say, oh, can you go and put that on Google? Is that, that the idea? Yeah, it's, so it's automated, basically. Right. So it'll be, a, when you sign up, you'll see the exact message that goes out, but it would be something along the lines of, hi, insert first name. Yeah. Um, I take, uh, you know, I take feedback very seriously from my clients. It's really important to us to know how we can, uh, keep improving the business and what your journey was like as a client this is how we do our customer uh, feedback results can you please give me a rating from zero to five say yeah and, a lot, and any other feedback and anyone who puts a four five or we've we've the highest i've seen i've seen an 11 and i've seen a hundred which i suspect is a typo based on 10 um but that's only when we go into dashboard like we yeah. don't get access to any of this it's yours now if they respond say with a four or five or higher their response will be your unique Google review page. So they just literally bob the five star in there and you're away. That's it. Alternatively, if it's a three, it'll send an automated reply. You know, thank you for your feedback. Let us analyze this internally, blah, 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 blah. And that goes into your email inbox in essence, so that you've got that feedback as well. So we released, um, it's completely free. There's no email registration. If you haven't got it already, check it out. We release a Google My Business 40 page ebook and right. you know, I would strongly recommend every, anyone who hasn't got it takes a look at that. There's examples in there, um, based in the Merseyside region where I'm based, where you can search mortgage broker online, and you can see exactly what comes up in the region and what a client would look at yeah. from a Google reviews point of view. But also, as, as you probably reference in your other shows, David, it's not just that. If someone Google gets word of mouth and Google's your business, specifically yours, rather than the term mortgage broker obviously you want high ratings and you want as big a volume as you possibly can because the vast majority of mortgage brokers from certainly in the areas of the country we've been investigating either aren't registering their google my business listing at all and if they are there's not enough volume of reviews being pumped there to make a mark so when i googled it in merseyside we have manchester brokers appearing in the local three pack oh, because there's nothing closer yeah now, to put that in context for people who don't know the area i live 42 miles from manchester yeah and it's not like it's a sparsely populated part of the country either so you know and, and for those and for anyone watching who's seen what's google my business it, it's um it's what google i think originally they called it google places but basically it's the thing where when you search on google 
for something localized, you get the map results come up um, and the, the businesses that appear on there, they only are eligible to appear on there if they've created a free listing on Google My Business. And as Sean's saying, once you've got Google My Business set up, that's where you can then gather Google reviews. And I mean, that that kind of anything that automates that process of gathering reviews is really, really useful because often this is one of the things that came up on this coaching call I talked about from a couple of weeks ago. Often people will start getting reviews from all their new clients that they have from here on, but they forget about the fact that you can go back and ask for reviews from past ones. And you know, and one of the guys who was on that call, um, he got something like an extra 50 reviews overnight just from taking that a bit of advice, you know, and going and asking past clients. So anything that makes that process easier is well worth doing because, you know, but I, I think I'll just, just to finish on that, David, yeah. I'm just going to jump in if that's okay. I think the biggest thing for brokers, which I find exciting for them, is that if you set up your Google My Business listing correctly, you will appear, even if someone doesn't search for your region, if you just search mortgage broker, you will appear higher than any national brand. So you could have a national yeah. brand spending a million a year, two million a year, 10 million a year on SEO. It really doesn't matter. Google is going to put the local three pack above them. Yeah. And literally all you have to do is have a Google My Business listing and, and keep putting the reviews and the ratings in there. Yeah. Now we'll definitely get that Google My Business guide that you talked about promoted in the group. But I'm I'm conscious we've we've talked a lot about all the extra things that NBC does. We haven't talked about the core thing and the thing that we sort of said this is all about, which is conveyancing. So um we did we did put a teaser question out there actually, didn't we, in the in the promotion for this interview. We said um um the why do searches take so long and who's to blame? So I think we should at the very least answer that question so as we've delivered on the on the one specific thing that we said so sure why do search it takes a long and who's to blame for that how long have you got um okay the obviously one of the key factors in search is taking so long to turn around are local authorities obviously due to the pandemic and the increase in um uh, you know, transactions going through of course that's going to put pressure on local authorities everybody knows that and everyone's got to put up with that something that surprised me a few years ago now uh, probably three four years ago when we were doing our market research into this area is we've spoken to probably i would say 150 of the leading law firms nationwide and the first question that comes out of every single one of their mouth to us or in any meeting is do you tie us in on search packs and Going back years, being naive, no. Should we? What's the issue? And that's when you start. And this is the start of this experience of a journey. So one of the things that brokers may or may not know is that law firms have, will basically sign up for a search pack. Now, they might do online searches. They might use a third-party search company. And those search packs, as you, you no doubt you've seen in your quotes that you get, have, could range from £132 plus that all the way up to juicy figures like 300 pound plus now without naming names there are certain people that have panels that will say to firms you are not coming on this panel unless you are tied into our insurance policy our sign-up system our search packs now one of the problems with tying people into search packs because you in essence you want the they want the commission out of the search pack so i would let's say david had a search pack i would say david I'm going to make every single law firm with me tied into your search pack. What do you give me in return? David will go 50 quid, 10 quid, 100 quid, whatever. I'll go, great. Let me drive the usage. Client broker, none the wiser. This is between us. 
I'll invoice you at the end of each month, etc. First problem, in my opinion, some of the best, the majority of the best firms in the country just will not do business with you immediately. For them, it's an absolute no. So the first problem you've got is if you want searches and cases to turn around fast, you want to be working with the best. Anyone who ties in on search packs, well, straight away, you don't have that choice. The second problem you have, especially when you have this bizarre set of circumstances that we've all seen over the past year, is that if we're doing huge usage and we are going to funnel all of that into a handful of third parties, there is no way that all the law firms would have necessarily chosen those third parties if it was down to free choice because they will have their own experiences, they will have uh, their own set of circumstances and their own way of doing business, which actually suits different search providers. And I know this from different areas of the law that I won't bore you with, but basically tie-ins, sometimes, hey, look, sometimes tie-ins can be a good thing because you're actually providing them with a better partner. But that generally isn't the way that this works. So whether you're using law firms directly or whether you're using some form of panel, the law firm's choice of search pack is absolutely critical because the way if you funnel them all in the wrong place, you've basically got off a sink full of water and all you're doing is turning the tap on and you're at the back of the queue. And that is a that is a huge problem. So something we try and do. The search firm, because they've got that kind of monopoly, they become the bottleneck in, in the whole process. So. Yeah, and, you know, hypothetically, let's play numbers. If, you, if you're going to throw 2,000 cases a month into a pipeline, if the sec, the circumstances make two become four, well, no one can be geared up for that, especially not a third party. And therefore, you've got a problem because you're reactionary at that point because you know that that four is probably going to go down when the market slows. So what do you do? And that's a third party search path that probably is maybe dependent on the terms of the commission deal could be working on a margin that's quite tight because they've got to run their own business, make a profit and pay money out the door. So my view is if you're my view is if you're working with a really good firm, I don't care whether it's a panel or not. It's like having a really good football player. I don't want to sign a really good footballer and start changing their game. I've, I've signed you for, a, I might tweak it, I might want to improve, but generally you're great at what you do. So if I'm working with a great law firm, I don't want to interfere with what they do. No one should want to interfere with what they do. If we can add value and we're asked, no problem. But you, you want them to do what they do best, ideally. And that's one of the key things, I think. And that's something that you know we try and help law firms on in that sometimes they might have had a bad experience with a search pack provider say years ago like anyone but it could be that that business is completely different right now and if we've had good feedback about them and we're asked the question we can always introduce people but we don't get involved and uh, the other thing on search packs that causes the biggest delay is the twofold one how does your law firm go about getting the client's id so most law firms will say that they do a digital sign up but I think it's very important that you split that into categories. So you've got digital sign-up in terms of just signing the terms of business, which could be Echo Sign, DocuSign, like pretty much everyone would do that. But then you've got the ID collection and verification phase because most firms will not commence any form of search path 
and can't really until all of that information has come back into them. Now, there are some firms that do that basically with a feather and an inkwell and a carrier pigeon. So that adds a lot of time to the entire process and obviously delays the return of your searches because you're delaying the start of even requesting them in the first place. Well, and presumably of, the whole one of the upsides of COVID presumably is that that's forced a lot of those firms to have to, you know, bring in processes that don't rely so much on face-to-face and post and stuff or... or yes, and, yeah. yeah, so yes and no. So I would say going back to probably 2019, if you want to use the phrase legal ready, which is kind of, and legal ready means different things to different people. So my definition or our definition of legal ready is that you can do not only a digital sign up, but I can, as a firm, I can collect the client's ID, all the anti-money laundering stuff digitally and get it verified digitally so that hypothetically we could be live in 10 minutes running your case now. Assuming, of course, that you get some level of client uh, engagement with that process, of course, because you could you could do anything you want, of course, but it's a two-way street. The client's got to respond. Um, so th- that, the key thing is obviously getting that process started early. Um, and some of the firms we work with, and, and there's a partner of ours, a technology provider of ours, which are absolutely incredible um now this is more for lawyers than it is for brokers but i think in march next year uh, we will get sign off from the land registry that a mortgage deed can be signed via the app um and there is potentially going to be a professional indemnity insurance discount for people who use it um and we may well come back to you david for your facebook group because we're probably going to do some market research soon in that we have the ability to release that app to mortgage brokers. Right. But obviously we wouldn't want to do that unless we felt that there was a demand. So yeah. we basically enable brokers not only to do the sign-up process and integrate with CRMs pretty much seamlessly, but you'd basically be sending push notifications to someone's mobile phone. So anytime you want to either update them with something or more importantly, anytime you need information from them, it would literally be instant through the entire entirety of the case there would be no documents that they wouldn't be able to sign instantly with broker or lawyer via the app um and and one of the the key things with it of course is everyone talks about email but you know hotmail gmail the spam folders that you have there people aren't checking their emails as often as maybe you'd think because we're all professional people so we do a lot of clients don't yeah, when you run your own business, particularly if you, you know, if you work in digital marketing like I do, it's very easy to assume that everyone is checking their email all the time, um, and it's you often lose sight of the fact to think that you know the average person in the street perhaps isn't constantly on their on their email, but you say a text message coming through or something like that, or a push notification in an app. Yeah, so you, so you basically got four. Yeah, you've in essence very quickly you've got four types of firm. You've got firm one who just do everything with post and stamp to rest envelope. Nightmare. You've then got firm two that do, say, a sign-up in terms of getting their paperwork signed digitally. So you think they're a digital firm, but they're asking for the client to verify the ID in a different way. Or they might say email it in, but they haven't got an instant ID verification service. So that's no good to anyone. And then you've got a third category of firm that do separate the process. And that's probably where a lot of firms, when you were saying a lot of firms have moved, I think this is where they've moved to, in that they do the sign up digitally and then they ask you to send the information via email 
and then they do the verification online. So then you're relying on the internal data entry team, for want of a better phrase, and what their turnarounds are. And then you've got our partners who, who work with us where the firm would literally come to you now, David, and it would be done in a split second. But that includes the actual independent HMRC DVLA verification level, like to the yeah. extent where there's a red laser going down the passport as you hold your passport up to your phone. Um, so I think if I was a broker, then I would be whether it's a panel or not, I would be looking for reverse engineering this. I would be looking for a firm that's not tied into a search pack that uses worst case scenario, let's say stage three. So they're getting they're mm -hmm. getting everything digitally and they're on board and not online. Or ideally, they're using this kind of technology, which is absolutely instant, basically. And if someone if someone does their converting men through MBC, are all of your brokers, are all of your law firms in that category, or does it vary? But you can identify which ones you know are fully digital digitized or what? Yeah. So um, if you run a quote through the system, there'll be a legal ready tick, or as, there won't even be a mention of them being legal ready. Um, yeah. one of the firms that we work with has literally just onboarded with stage four and um, so they've actually onboarded with our partners and they've they jumped from sort of stage a to d in that situation so they've gone from being completely paper-based yeah. and they're a really good firm and they're priced really competitively but obviously brokers aren't going to choose them and i've said this to them that it's yeah. a shame you've got a really good firm with some great people in it and because of the area they're in in the country, from a, na a nationwide point of view, they could grow to whatever size they want because they're qu they're, they've had to quote for the area they're in. But mm. if I'm a broker in another area of the country, I'd, I'd, I'd be all over them Yeah, for that reason. But I think that if I was a broker, I wouldn't have used them because they wouldn't fulfill the legal ready status. And they're now going to be going into an area where they probably got better tech than 20 million turnover operations yeah. that are out there so yeah if I, that, the key thing i would do is one advise my clients we need searches are a problem in the delay the minute you get from the law firm the sign up the id verification that has got to be turned around rapid that is priority yeah. one and then as i say making sure that ideally the firm is legal ready find out yourself what their kind of verification is the most important bit what is your time frame for turning around for verification because collection is one thing until it's verified, they can't start searches anyway. And that's it for part one. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will be releasing part two. In the meantime, please stay well and please remember to check out the products and services at themortgagebrokerclub.co.uk. If you're interested in our conveyance and service or any of our additional memberships and services for mortgage brokers, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us at themortgagebrokerclub.co.uk. Stay well. See you soon.